Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B-Y-A Bushwood. What up, maniac? That's Corey Collins. My name is McGee. I will be checking in with Casey Earl Flynn in a bit. But we are back. The British Open was awesome. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no other word. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. And the weather, I mean, you couldn't get any better weather if you were hanging out on the beach in Malibu, man. You said it was going to be great. And it, it was the best, you know, in, in all the British Opens I can think of, I, this was the best weather I've ever seen, best conditions I'd ever seen, you know. No crazy wind, no nothing. It was unreal. It was like, you know, the, the people that they climb at Everest, there's like a five-day window throughout the whole year where you got to be ready to be up there and get up, up to the summit the, the, the mount, the mountain. And that's pretty much the four days that they picked uh, in the British Open was those four that we just witnessed. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, they had a little bit of wind on Thursday. Friday was probably the worst day. I know yeah. Thursday afternoon got pretty brutal. And you know, again, it comes down to the draw. And, uh, you know, bottom line is the guys that are in the top 20 all had uh, early tea times Thursday, so they got lucky there. But, you know, the bottom line, you just you saw the golf course. I mean, it's brutal. Uh, obviously, a little softer than most. Um, I think that played into a, a lot of people's favors. Certainly didn't play into the guy that I thought was going to come through, Terrell Hatton, who just puked all over himself. And I don't know if you saw him on – I can't remember what hole it was. But he hit a shot. It was, I think, on like 16, 15. I don't remember. And it went to the right and hit a bank and went off into the gorge or whatever it was. And he literally just stepped on his club and snapped it in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's so, a lot of golfers who can relate. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, not on a professional level, but certainly, uh, you know, on an amateur level, people are doing I used to throw my whole bag at the club. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure there's even some professionals. They've been there. Even if they haven't oh, been there yeah. lately, they've been there. No, 100%. It's golf. I can't – now, I can't remember. I can't remember if we said it on the pod or if I said it off the pod. But at some point last week, I was seriously considering not betting anything and just – any golfer to win and just putting everything I had on Phil not to make the cut. Yeah, you said that. In hindsight, I really should have, you know. Yeah, you know. It's just – it was a big ask for him to go over there and – Repeat what he just did? Come on, you know? It would have been tough. It would have been tough. Well, I agree. And I think, you know, we did talk about this. I mean, he's either going to show up and he's going to do really well, or he's going to show up and he's going to shit the bed. And and ultimately, he finished. I mean, he didn't make the cut, number one, but he finished like plus, let's see here, plus 12. Yeah, he was 10 over after Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. So he came back Friday and only shot two over. But bottom line is, yeah, he. He shot himself in the foot early. I think he had a couple holes where it was just, yeah. it was just a mess. And my Ian Poulter pick didn't really work out. And I was, you know, I was waffling between him and, and Kokrak, and they both kind of ended up in the exact same spot. So either way, you know, T26 is pretty good for a golfer, but pretty bad for the gambler. I agree. I agree. But, you know, still, you know, these things are tough. I, I think the reality is, is if I hadn't already picked Colin Marikawa early, I mean, because a lot of this I based because, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm new to this game as far as the betting side, but yeah. uh, the fan, the fantasy is what I'm certainly concerned about. Even it's fun. Fucking gas. Um, it's fun. I, you know, I think this is the second miscut I've had with my picks, and it's 
not treating yeah. well. Um, you know, I think from a golfer standpoint, you know, it's hard to, to unless you're doing a lot of reading into what they've been doing or what they haven't been doing and figuring it out. It's it's pretty tough for me to like Terrell Hatton, man. I just been playing well. He's been doing a lot of good stuff, and then he shows up and he just doesn't play well. But our buddy yeah, knew it, man. Casey, Casey it, said man. it, and soon as he and soon as he said it, you can listen back to the pod. You'll hear me. Soon as he said it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one. He's gonna yeah. win. Like he knew Casey. Casey like. He figured it out, and he was absolutely right. And I saw at least one person on on uh, on the social media post that they listened to the podcast, and they bet based on Casey's pick, and they got paid, and they were pumped about that. And that's really what it's all about. This isn't about us making money. This is a public service. We're trying to help make other people. It's a public service announcement, and Casey Flynn coming through, and and uh, you know that's dumping right. the dumping the uh, the hundred and eighty yard shot. For the for the eagle on the last hole, nice work, Casey. Um, yeah, he's you know, the man. The one thing that I was a little remiss about on the original podcast is I, I didn't really talk at all about Louis Houston. Um, you know, seeing that he was, you remember, he was like almost going to win the U.S. Open and pumped it left on seventeen, and he's just in the majors, especially in the British Open. It's a guy you just can't get to talk about. He certainly did, but um, you know, he just—I don't know what it is about him, dude. He just—he just doesn't have. The follow through, man, and I don't mean in the swing, in the golf swing. I mean just in, in coming through on the tournament. He, there's always a left shot or a right shot or something that he just does, and it just it just he falls apart. Not really drastically and, and dramatically, but he certainly you know he had a shot, dude. I mean he's you know again he was three strokes, two strokes away from from taking. It. Yeah, o- only only player besides Scheffler in the top twelve, actually top fifteen, to shoot over par. Everybody else was, yeah. uh, I think Kepka was the lowest. He went five under, uh, went out and shot a 65 and, you know, just came through. But then everybody else was that guy's a golfer. even. And he's so good. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's, you know, you always got to know that he's going to be within there. And, um, you know, obviously uh, Dustin Johnson, you know, Garcia, I thought yeah. Garcia was playing well and had a couple good chances and then had a couple of days of shit on himself. You, But you bring up an interesting point with Ustason because there's a bit of a uh... – Bit of a Greg Norman vibe. There's a bit of a um, of a of a Phil at uh, the U.S. Open kind of vibe where he's so close and, and oh, you know, can't really close out. And it happens in different ways, but it always happens, you know. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just really, uh, I mean, what what Colin was able to do, and you know, if you watch Golf Channel and you watch a lot of these, like Brandon Chambly. Uh, on the golf channel is he's he's so articulate and he can describe things in such ways and they have so many resources to go into their depth of knowledge and the and the, and the, uh, the analytical side of it and really looking at things but at the end of the day he said a couple things on uh, Wednesday night before the tournament and he called you know he called it and so did uh, um, uh, geez, who's the other commentator there. British Open as well, but anyway, he he. They were talking about Colin, and they showed him side by side to, uh, I think it was either Walter Hagen or probably Ben Hogan, and the way his ball position is at impact, and the way he follows through, and I mean, is almost identical to Ben Hogan's golf swing, and how he is one of the best iron ball strikers alive, and as young as he is, twenty four years old, you know, the career he's already had. I mean, he's the first guy to win. Uh, his first two majors, uh, obviously with the PGA that he won in 2020 and now the British Open, uh, the first starts in, in majors that he's had that way at those tournaments. 
And the kid, I mean, much like John Rom, I mean, you know, Rom, dude, how exciting was that? I mean, he literally went three or four birdies in a row. And if he would have birdied 17 and 18, which he had chances to do. Could have done it again, man. Could have done it again at the end. And put a little more pressure, yeah. put a little more pressure, you know, a little more pressure on Colin to, to come down the last three holes and, and, and really do it. But, you know, it, it's just like, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, I can't remember what hole it was, maybe 12, whatever it was, Ustazen, he was in a bunker and thinned it out and went into like, yep. this really nasty line in the bunker and it like, plugged. I mean, those are the types of situations the British Opens that, you know, guys in the lead, if you just, if you're just off one shot, it puts you in a spot where you're, you're a double or triple, uh, kind of like I think uh, that uh, Dylan Fratelli had. Sometimes... Uh, Sometimes when you leave a window open, you get robbed, man. Yeah. and uh, that's really all it takes. You just gotta leave it cracked. Yeah. You just gotta leave it cracked at the, at the open because, uh, or the open championship, because so uh, it, there's 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 always five guys right there that are the best golfers in the world, just like trying to take that spot. So it's hard to yeah. hold on to a lead in this tournament, even harder than a lot of others. You know, I am excited. Um, it wasn't me that bet, but I had a, a friend of mine ask me, you know, top 10 with Dustin Johnson make top 10. Cause I, I can't remember what the odds were, but they were pretty good odds. Yeah. You know, I mean, respectable, you know, probably between 30, 30, 40 to one, something like that, which uh top 10, I think he made the bet on it. And uh, nice. nice. Yeah. I had a buddy who, uh, and I've been trying to get him to come on the pod for a while. He never, started gambling until it, it went legal in Colorado and he only gambles golf. And I, I really want to have him on and talk about his first year yeah. of experience doing it and what he's learned and how he's evolved and et cetera. Uh, but he was going to bet one number and then he went uh, on Brooks Coca uh, to, to top 10. And then he went back to try to make it a bigger number. And there was an editing error and he accidentally put a huge bet on Brooksy to make it in the top 10, way more than he intended to bet. And, and, and thank goodness. But he was my buddy was a little stressed about that one, but it worked out for him. Well, it did. It worked out. A little 65 on Sunday came through for him. Because yeah. yeah. uh, that put him T6. So, uh, yeah, that's I, – I, and it was Brooks who again? Who was it? Brooks what? Kepka, Kopka, Kowipka, whatever you want to call him, you know. He went to Florida State. We love him. I got my Florida State Seminole shorts on right now. Yeah, you do. Represent. <laughs> Hopefully there's no stains on him, bro. No, no. Pretty clean. Right. Pretty All clean. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It was exciting. It was exactly what we thought it would be. It was It was just yeah. phenomenal golf. And, uh, you know, my, I made the mistake of trying to catch it early on, like, Thursday morning and Friday morning. And then I was just tired, you know, working. <laughs> and at least on the weekends, I – I was able to DVR it and wake up at a normal time and actually fire through some of the stuff. There you go. That's really the move. DVR it. is a hell of an invention. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. It's a good way to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I mean, Ian Poulter was a great – I mean, dude, the guy's always solid. And, you know, T26 yeah. and, and your boy Kokrak, Jason, I mean, solid golfers. Uh, you know, this whole – what do you think about this whole Bryson DeChambeau deal? Did you get catch one of that? Or, I'm just yeah. – he's just – He's just such a little kid about things. Yeah, I agree. I wonder what's going to happen know, it's, with uh, with with Puma and Cobra Golf. And, uh, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that Cobra, the Cobra rep, right away was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, I'm glad that he got called out immediately. That was that needed to happen. Um, but geez, man, I, just grow up. 
Acts like a grown up, man. Acts like you've been there before. Yeah, I, I think that uh, not only the growing up part of it, I think he's just he's so stuck in his because he's so analytical and everything about him is just so goofy. Like even I had a buddy from Austin, Texas, up this weekend, and we were watching. And he doesn't watch a lot of golf, but we were watching this, and you know he sees him stand over the putt with his goofy stance and his long ass putter, and he's kind of all stiff and rigid with his arms, and he's you know, and, and you know back in the day when he was when he was playing well, there was a lot of a lot of truth and a lot of follow through for that on him fluidity uh, and, and, and yeah fluidity and now you know my buddy johnny bowles is like yo man what's this guy doing looks like he has a stick up his ass you know i was like yeah man yeah. you know and that's that's just who he is i mean I, I don't know how you know i don't know how you can't really change an individual like that though you know what i mean it's again, always going to be ingrained in him true so let's, it'd be interesting to see what happens yeah well shout out to johnny bowles yeah, buddy. He's here. He's doing his thing for his biz. It was a good time to see him. Uh, have fun. It's always uh, nice dude. to catch up with old friends. Oh, dude. Uh, it's the best, man. It's the best. I'll tell you, um, uh, talking about Casey, uh, can't wait to see him again. I hope you had a blast in Alaska. I'm sure he'll pull you in on some good stuff. Um, yeah. But, but man, nailed it. Man. What, yeah, just, just, just teed it up and knocked it 400 down the middle, baby. That's right. I love it. All right. Well, listen, let me go check in with him and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll do something around the, we'll do something around the Olympics. And then we got a couple more tournaments left this season. Yeah. So we we'll talk like the last of the FedEx cup stuff. coming Something up. like that. Yeah. I think yeah. we got three or four more. So we'll talk soon. All right, brother. All right, man. Appreciate everything. Everybody out there be safe, uh, stay human and uh, let's go, baby. We'll talk to you let's later. Let's go later. See you, bud. Casey Earl Flynn. You did it again, my guy. Another W under the belt. I am very proud of you. It's been a good year, I think. That's three wins. I it's think not so. bad. Dude, are you kidding me? That's beyond not, not bad. That's fantastic. That's not easy. But um, I really liked him, man. And he actually, um, yeah, blew my expectations out of the water. I just wanted him to lag putt well, and he was draining those putts. <laughs> Man. That was impressive. Colin Morikawa. I'm, I'm very impressed with – what is it? I mean, technically, he's only like a year and a half on tour. And yeah. he's been <laughs> – he's really been impressive. It's really been fun to watch, and I hope he stays uh, stays hot forever because it, it, it when, he's, when he's draining them, it's a delight to watch. And that's what, and we say this all the time, you know, yeah, whatever players making the putts, but I don't think his iron play will ever get, you know, if you look at his swing, it's just, it's always going to be like that. It's, he's just got such an interesting backswing and little cadence or pause and then fired off. I mean, he's always going to be a good iron player. So yeah, any tournament that he makes his putts, he'll win. He's incredible. He really is. Yeah, fun to watch. Super fun to watch. We're lucky because there's a bunch of young talent in uh-huh. the sport right now, and it makes for uh, every weekend's fun, but like this weekend was special. There were so many names kind of in the mix on oh, Sunday yeah. that, you know, even Rom could have, could was, oh, was, was yeah. driving and Brooks was a- threatening for a minute yeah. to do something crazy. And, yes. you know, everybody was just kind of in there. You had Speed in second, Rom in third, and Kepka gets six. Are you kidding? And Morikawa wins it. That was that's incredible. That's a and Usti right there at fourth. I mean, or third, whatever you got. Um, 
Yeah, I was I was impressed. I didn't get to watch much until the last day because I was fishing, but um, I got to watch the whole last day. And yeah, it was weird. It didn't seem like this season wasn't playing horrible. It just you know, just one of those days. Nothing to go in for him, but um, it's still Colin won it. Nobody lost that. You know, that was a that was he was he was perfect. Agreed. Anytime who stays in. Yeah, who says it has nothing to be ashamed of? He's had a great year, exactly. and he that was that was a great that was a great weekend. You know, yeah. he uh, he he was a couple just literally a couple putts short. Um, it was a good tournament, though. Great, beautiful it, weather. It I think I think Colin may have sort of lucked out with that. Um, I don't know if he wins that without the with with the wind whipping like it usually does, but God, it looked beautiful there. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually Corey and I talked about that for a bit. In that it's uh, you know, there was a little wind early, but uh, other than that, it was a uh, it was a pretty much a perfect weekend, and you don't always get that on the British Open you know, or on the the Open Championship. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's kind of it feels like the only uh, the only obstacle for Colin Morikawa is all the other great golfers that are out there right now. Yeah. It's not the it's not the tour of old where one dude could just dominate for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. there's just too much talent out there, but it's going to be, uh, it's really going to be a fun, the next couple of years worth of majors of watching all these guys yeah. just battle it out. It's going to be great. Well, and how fun is it going to be to watch him in the Olympics? <laughs> um, pumped about that. I'm pumped that he's going to be there because I think he's who we want to, uh, yeah, be part of the team this year for sure. I mean, I can't think of anyone else. I, I think that may might go back to back <laughs> on big tournaments, but I think he's pumped about it too, which, which is cool. Um, that would be a fun story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go British. It Olympics. would be good. For, yeah. It would be good for Olympic golf. And mm-hmm. I think Olympic golf is um, important because what it does is it creates a, a, a new course of some stature. Wherever mm-hmm. the Olympics are held every four years, you have a new Olympic course, you know, and yeah. I think that's good for golf. That continues yeah. to grow the game, and it it makes some international spots uh, like important in the lore of the game. I agree. I agree. Um, I guess that's a perfect segue into our. We are going to do a for the listeners. We are going to do a little, a little. A little uh, we're going to do something. We don't know exactly yeah. yet, but I'll we'll be. I haven't looked very soon. I haven't looked at the course yet. Is it is it crazy? Is it up in the mountains or something? Uh, Have you done any research at all? Not yet. No, that's oh, what I'm. I can't wait. I'm yeah. excited. I mean, it's gonna be a lot a of the golf sweet course. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot of the golf courses in Japan are outside of the city. It's more okay. inland on the inland sides of the cities, up into the hills and into the mountains. You gotta understand, Japan's an island nation, but um, only like fifteen or twenty percent of the land is like super usable because then it gets real mountainous as you go inland. So like, it's something crazy. I mean, I'm not exact or anything, but something like ninety percent of the population lives on the twenty percent of the land around the edges because the in- insides of the islands are all mountainous, and that tends to be where there's like cool golf resorts and stuff. So I don't know where where they're playing. I haven't done any research, but there could be some some up and down to it. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see. I didn't even think about, I just assumed it was going to be flat. But yeah, I didn't even think about that it's pretty mountainous on the inland side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll do we'll do some research and we'll figure yeah. it out. And we got what two weeks or something, three weeks yeah. before that. I think it's two, but we'll send. Uh, we're just going to email everyone and put it up on the pod uh, or on the website. Let trying to get people or let people know when we set up the the format. Yeah, and all that. we'll do something. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. Um, this this weekend, the the only thing I feel I, I got lucky because although. Although Ian Ian Poulter kind of missed the top twenty, and I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't really cash out on him. I sort of broke even because I I did a bunch of uh, of matchups with John Rahm against various good golfers, nice. and he obviously beat them all. So that worked <laughs> out really nicely. But I say that to say that I think with when it comes to the Olympics, we, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of opportunities to make some money with some wild matchups, and you might be able to find some upsets on some people that, you know, you may or may not be familiar with, but all the marbles are, are you know, they're playing for everything. You know, this is a big mm-hmm. deal for a lot of people. So it could be, there could be some cool opportunities to gamble on the Olympics. Yeah, I think, I mean, I wonder if they'll do top, say, you know, Australian when there's only two Australians, but if you take the underdog, you know, like say, I think there's a Belgian and a oh, and a the two South Africans. But if you take the underdog in those in those two, you might get some serious value. And I think, I mean, everybody there is extremely deserving. You know, whether you know their name or not, you know they're really good, and they could yeah, they're and, Olympians. And they're Olympians, exactly. And I think there might be some fun. Uh, Head to head is when they're going head to head with their, with their, you know, co-countrymen, which might be kind of fun. And I could assume that they're going to be super competitive, even if that's what's weird. They're not on a team still, so they're still going to be they're still going to be wanting to beat their fellow man. True. It's all about it's all about getting that. Medal. Still a one, yeah. It's still a one person game. <laughs> Very cool. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you uh, zooming with the, with me, and I and I very much uh, am glad you're you're back safe from Alaska, and I'll I'll see you in the next few, and we'll talk soon about about some Olympic golf. And congrats again, man. Talk right. your shit, you did it. I did it again, and so did Kyle <laughs> Gagnon. Good for and Kyle, listen to the pod. So thanks for doing that. That's what you did. For listening, you're a winner. He yeah. moved up in our yeah. league, and he won four hundred bucks. So. Yeah, you listen to the pod, you make money. It's you pretty make simple. Money. It's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. You're sure. all welcome. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, till next time. All right. Till next time, bud. All right.